Are you looking to improve employee engagement and retention? Do you struggle with decisions on who to hire or who to promote? I have an amazing opportunity for a forward-thinking, purpose-led, people-first organisation to work with me on the first pilot Happier at Work programme for corporates. The programme is entirely science-backed and you will have tangible outcomes in relation to employee engagement, retention, performance and productivity. The programme is aimed at people leaders with responsibility for hiring and promotion decisions. If this sounds like you, please get in touch at ifa at happieratwork.ie. That's A-O-I-F-E at happieratwork.ie. You're listening to the Happier at Work podcast. I'm your host, Aoife O'Brien. This is the podcast for leaders who put people first. The podcast covers four broad themes, engagement and belonging, performance and productivity, leadership equity, and the future of work. Everything to do with the Happier at Work podcast relates to employee retention. You can find out more at happieratwork.ie. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Happier at Work podcast. I'm absolutely delighted to have you tune in today. I saw a statistic on LinkedIn the other day that said that only 28% of organisations have any sort of leadership development programme in place. And it really, really shocked me that it was such a low number. You know, I've come from organisations where they have pretty heavily invested in developing leaders. So I wanted to share my thoughts around that statistic and what companies can actually do or what they what they really should be doing. And I wanted to share from my own personal experience. So uh, the first example that I have is a company where before I even got to a management position, they heavily invested in training me to learn all of the skills that I would need when I went on to become a manager. Now, ultimately, I left that organisation before I reached the management level, but it still stands in my mind as one of the best companies I ever worked in because they took that time to invest in advance of progressing to that level. Now, the second example I'm going to share is being managed by someone who clearly hasn't had any sort of management training. And this has happened to me on a couple of occasions. Um, And it would have been after I had training in how to be a manager, but they were managing me without any sort of training. And it's really demotivating to be managed by someone who clearly doesn't really care or hasn't had that level of support in helping them to develop other people as well. Now, the third example is a company that after, and this is really common, that after I became a manager, that's when they invested in me. And sometimes this can happen straight away or sometimes it's kind of maybe a year into becoming a manager that you actually receive any sort of formalised management training. And I wanted to talk about this issue today because oftentimes if you're put into that position, you can just be left to flounder and to try and figure things out on your own. And I suppose I'm here to say that you're definitely not alone if only 28% of organisations are supporting their leaders in this way, then there's huge scope to really improve how we how we manage our managers or, or how we support our managers really. 
at the end of the day, it's really our managers who are the touch point for the employees who are doing the work. And oftentimes they're doing a lot of the day job themselves in addition to managing people. I know certainly that was the case when I was a manager. I was doing the day job in addition to being responsible for developing other people within the team as well. I have talked about this on the podcast. It has come up quite a bit when, you know, when managers are promoted, no one tends to sit them down and say, and now here's your new responsibilities and this is how your role has changed. It, the expectation is people just kind of figure it out and it tends to be a sort of sink or swim approach with unfortunately quite a lot of people probably sinking in that situation and, and floundering and not really knowing what's going on. And that kind of brings me on to my first point about setting clear expectations. If you are in a management position, if you are a people leader and you don't know what the expectation is on you, then how do you expect your team to know what their expectations are? So make sure that you're really clear on what the expectation is. What are you being asked to do? What are the objectives that you are there to carry out? What is your primary role? And part of your primary role should really include developing other people. So you are there to develop other people. Along with setting really clear expectations for your team is the ability to provide feedback. Uh, I do have another podcast episode all about how to deliver effective feedback. If you haven't listened to that, definitely go back and have a listen. I certainly have been on the receiving end of feedback that just wasn't really clear. The expectations placed on me were not really clear, but I didn't know that the expectations weren't clear. I was just getting on with my job. And then when it came to providing feedback, I, I felt like it also wasn't fair because I wasn't really clear on what the expectation was, but also what the outcome from the feedback was either. Another reason for the importance of feedback is that when you're delivering feedback, other people learn how they should be delivering feedback as well. And it sort of um, trickles down through the organisation. So really think clearly about whether or not you're delivering effective feedback. Essentially, what you're looking for is a change in behaviour, a change in outcomes. And it's not about the person, it's about their behaviour. It's about the actions that they've taken or they've not taken and the impact of those actions. The other point around this is to hold people accountable. So when you set clear expectations and you give people feedback, you need to hold them accountable to what their responsibilities actually are. And holding people to account gives them, well, it gives them a great sense of responsibility. But, but you know, and that's for when things go really, really well. But also when things don't go so well, they need to step up and actually take responsibility for when things don't go well. It's not about a blame game. It's about looking for solutions in, you know, what might have broken down in the process or whatever that might be. But it's giving them that great sense of accountability and it's avoiding this blame culture. It's avoiding this, you know, it's someone else's fault. It's not my fault. It's about them taking real ownership for what it is that they're doing. The third element around this is providing support. And certainly I have been on the receiving end of of getting feedback, but not necessarily having the support from the organisation to act upon that feedback. So making sure that you are providing the resources that someone needs to make the changes that they need, that you're providing whatever support in relation to the resources that they need, be, be they people resources. So, you know, is that is that manager support? Do you need to get feedback from your manager? Do you need to check in more often? Do 
do they need to check the work that you're doing for a week or two before you're you're sending it out? So making sure that you are able to provide that support for your people. If you have anything else to add to this, or if you want to get involved in the conversation around supporting people leaders in organisations, and this is really with a view to improving performance of the organisation at a whole, because people leaders have so much responsibility with, within organisations. And oftentimes it's people will leave managers, especially if they're bad managers. People will leave managers rather than leaving organisations because the managers are the touch point for individuals within the organisations, especially now with most people working remotely or in a hybrid situation. The role of the manager has become really, really important. If you want to get involved in the conversation, you can reach out to me directly through my website, happieratwork.ie. I'm also on Instagram, happieratwork.ie and on LinkedIn, Aoife O'Brien. That's A-O-I-F-E-O apostrophe B-R-I-E-N. And I look forward to continuing the conversation there. That was another episode of the Happier at Work podcast. I am so glad you tuned in today. If you enjoyed today's podcast, I would love to get your thoughts. Head on over to social media to get involved in the conversation. If you enjoy the podcast, I would love if you could rate, review it or share it with a friend. If you want to know more about what I do or how I could help your business, head on over to happieratwork.ie.